I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Live edition, take two after some internet connectivity problems. I, of course, am your host, E-Voice, and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me, hopefully coming through loud and clear, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. That was a much better... Yeah. I actually heard the intro, and things are going okay, I think, this time. <laughs> Everything seems to be working a lot better this time around. Uh, the trick is you just have to keep powering through it and pretend like everything's going fine until people start showing up in the comments saying, we can't hear you. You're cutting out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. There was just no way I was going to even try with how choppy it was on my end. It would have just been way too frustrating. So the reboot seems to have worked. How's my, my background noise is okay. Cause I got the doors open. I can't hear anything. You can't hear anything. All right. But it's probably because I have so be... much background noise. That... <laughs> Maybe I can't hear any of, of your background shit either. So, if there are waves crashing and kids playing in the background, that's uh, down to my right. But it's just way too hot here to uh, close all the doors and sit here. I just start melting live on camera. How hot <laughs> is it there? Um, let's see. It's like probably 90-something, but it's very humid. That's not, I mean, that's, uh, about the, that's about the same as here in Indiana, so... Yeah, it's well, it's 93. It feels like 109. <laughs> so the heat index is pretty high. Um, and the rain season has officially started. It's been raining just about every day since I got back. So, um, yeah, we're sitting on 96. We're sitting on 96 and feels like 105. So it's, I don't know, it's not terrible. I, I remember living in Mississippi for a number of years and. I worked outside like my job was outside during July and August in the, you know, the hottest months and it would be 115 with a heat index of 140 and, you know, 93% humidity. And we're just, everybody's just outside working like it's normal. Like, uh, I don't know. They, they talk about this extreme heat and, and all of these extreme heat situations are still in just double digits. I'm like, yeah, we're, you know, we're not really breaking that hot yet i don't know why i don't know how we're i don't know how we're setting global records every single day when i mean yeah it, it's sort of like a combination of everybody being a colossal pussy these days and everybody wanting everything to be a record like it's always got to be a record breaking thing like it has to be a big deal there's something about probably my generation and below haven't accomplished much and so they just want to make everything seem like a bigger deal than it actually is and so yeah record-breaking heat that also feeds into the whole climate change narrative that gives the the government all sorts of pretexts to do whatever the hell it wants <laughs> but yeah it, it's hot but it's not like unbearably hot unless you close if the doors was, and don't have ac and there was something that that said that we had recorded the hottest day in 120,000 years. And 
Okay. I really appreciated the Twitter, the uh, like the Twitter community notes on that one because it said the uh, it said um, the modern way of tracking temperature has only been going on since like the mid 1800s. So right. they don't actually have a way of knowing if that was legitimately the hottest day on record in the last 120,000 years. And they've pulled like polar ice samples, like, you know, cord coring down into the ice and pulling samples. And they can kind of see what like freezing and melting patterns have been like for like the last I, I can't remember how far back it goes. It's several hundred thousand years. And based on like core samples and stuff, they project that we're in like a mid range to cooler period of Earth's history. Like we're not yeah. anywhere close to the, the warmest temperatures that have been recorded on the planet. You know. Yeah. They like to ignore those, those um, iceberg, uh, core samples that um who's that guy on rogan that was talking about it but yeah it's like it fluctuates between like two and three there's like a range of like two to three degrees or something and we're just kind of right in the middle of that range <laughs> and it's like yeah it just like they do with all the statistics you know we talked about biden uh bidenomics or whatever uh, a couple episodes ago where you can take any starting point you want and make it look extreme or make it look really good or really bad if you take a small enough snapshot you can do anything you want with statistics but yeah when you open it up like 120,000 years like that's just ridiculous that this would be the hottest day <laughs> well and, and as is usually the case with their statistics and stuff it's all based on like models and and different things that are a lot of speculation and guesswork being done by some pseudoscientist and then they claim that this is a professional or an expert it's like of course right that also has an agenda whose uh funding money depends on them confirming whatever bias the the funders have which is usually the federal government funny how that so, works out yeah isn't it amazing how that works out so yeah it's all just fucking bullshit everything runs in cycles this cycle is no fucking different than the one from ten thousand years ago i guarantee you uh, i don't need to be a meteorologist to know that so yeah well, and, the, and the crazy thing about meteorology anymore is they don't even call the uh the local weather guy on the news the, a meteorologist anymore they just call it the is the weatherman because they don't actually do meteorology they just go with whatever the national weather service puts out and they just read off of a fucking screen they they have no idea what's going on <laughs> yeah that's oh, pretty funny i was actually texting back and forth with a friend of mine about weather people i guess because he's, he's got this like dumb fat slob over in uh i think he's in miami right now and he's like he sends me he's like what happens to like the because mexico has just like the hottest weather women ever like they're all just tens like they don't even pretend that they know what they're doing they just put like some fucking bimbo up there who's gorgeous and she points to the green screen and it's i mean it's mexico at the uh, it's gonna be hot and sunny and then it's gonna rain in the like you don't like every day is exactly the same and it's just hilarious that they have what's her name like yannette garcia or something google her she is awfully easy on the eyes but so, yeah, Mexico is like famous for that. I guess like South America is pretty famous for it. Um, even when I was in Greece, they were like they would have like dance parties while they were giving the weather. <laughs> like they didn't even pretend like it was a serious thing. And then we have these like fat slobs and uh, trying to tell us predict the weather and they get it wrong almost all the time. I mean, it's it's hard to get to be as wrong as they are as often as they are. It's almost as hard as being right all the time to be wrong every single time <laughs> if i wake up and the national weather service app says there's a 50 percent chance of rain i go ahead and run the sprinklers on my garden because there is a zero percent chance that we're going to actually get rain now if it says there's like a five to ten percent chance of rain and the radar shows clear then i go ahead and turn the sprinklers off because there's a guarantee we're getting rain that day like it's whatever they it's it's almost like the uh the name of bills that go through congress like whatever they say for the day go ahead and assume that it's going to be the yeah. exact opposite they're great contrarian indicators <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right well speaking of contrarian indicators <laughs> spf 
Looks like he's going to get a free pass. Uh, uh, Bankman Freed. That's his name, right? Sam Bankman Freed. Um, campaign finance violation charges. Shocking. Shocking that he's... So they figured out that he funneled, like, what was it, tens of millions of dollars? through very, Or was it just millions of dollars through various um, shell donors so that he wasn't um, subject to the limits, campaign finance limits? Again, just another great indication as to why none of these rules will ever work. Trying to get the money out of politics. You always hear Bernie Sanders talk about that. They, they pay lip service to this ridiculous idea as if it's even possible. No matter what rule they put in place, they'll find a way to get around it. But apparently they're dropping these campaign finance violation charges. And the reason, as far as I understood it, was because that's not why uh, the Bahamas extradited him back, back to the U.S. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, let's say I, I'm Sam Bankman Freed and I'm in the Bahamas. They extradite me back to the U.S. because I violated all these campaign finance rules. And then it turns out that the, the government has a bunch of evidence against me that I committed murder. <laughs> they just dropped the murder charges because that's not why I was extradited. Yeah, he, he's facing seven other charges for the defrauding of lenders and customers with, uh, what was the FTX. Uh, so like everything with the, the banking side of it is what they're going to hold him accountable for, but they're dropping all of the charges on the campaign finance because that's, that's not the explicit purpose for his extradition. It's like, it probably okay, doesn't but, hurt. It probably doesn't hurt that like, I, I think it was literally $10 million went to the Biden victory fund. Like prob that probably doesn't hurt. Yeah. And that's, and that tells you why they're dropping the charges. It's the Biden DOJ. He was funding democratic candidates it's unbelievable the treatment you get when you're on the side of the establishment. I mean, they're going after Donald Trump for campaign finance violations, for paying off a fucking prostitute from his personal bank account. They're still bringing charges against him for that. Um, and, the, you know, like almost 10 years later, they're bringing charges against that. And here's a guy who they have dead to rights for all of they have so much more evidence against him for even just the campaign finance violations than they do Donald Trump. And it's so much more money. What was it like a 250 grand or something? I forget what he gave. Uh, what's her face? But oh yeah, a couple hundred thousand versus like uh, 10 million. OK, yeah, it's uh, it, it goes to show you everything that you need to know about how this system works when you scratch their back they'll scratch yours. Well, and that's the crazy thing about it is the way that they've gone after Trump for his campaign financing violations and stuff was the way he used his own money. Whereas this is like literally campaign donations that are being done illegally and like from stolen like, money, <laughs> from stolen money at that. And they're not, not just going to dismiss it because that's not, that's not why we extradited him. We weren't, we weren't trying to we weren't trying to dig into the campaign financing violations. We just wanted to look at how he defrauded <laughs> yeah, his customer. <laughs> Hold your horses. We didn't want to go that far into it. We didn't want to implicate anybody else in government for wrongdoing. No, no. Let's just get him for the fraud stuff because that's that eliminates any of the guilt from uh, the Biden administration or any other the, of the Democrats that were in that whole fucking circle jerk of Sam Bankman Freed to Ukraine, to the Democratic, back to the Democratic Party. It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible that what? just, uh, go ahead. Oh, I, was, I mean, keep going. I was say this, this actually ties really well into the uh, talking about like following the money and not wanting to follow the money that closely. You know, it ties well into the, the Hunter Biden plea deal that is now looking like it's not going to actually go through and Hunter Biden 
openly admitting that he made millions of dollars off of deals with China after Joe specifically said that didn't happen. That never happened. That they that is uh, that, that that's fake news or whatever. Like Joe Biden said that Hunter didn't make money off of China. And then Hunter has now come out and said, oh, yeah, he absolutely made like millions of dollars off of these Chinese deals and, and pushing his influence and stuff like that. It's like, good God, you, you, you know, I mean. Maybe you don't want the crackhead to be talking, you know, speaking in public, just like you don't want the dementia patient speaking in public. Like sometimes, it's great. Like literally, nobody in the Biden in the Biden family should be allowed to talk. Maybe like, Jill. Maybe, I guess Doctor Doctor Jill Biden is the best that they can do. A fake fucking doc, like a PhD in kindergarten. Um. It, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's just like nobody should be allowed to open their mouth because they're all just even when Biden was didn't have dementia, he was still a fucking dumbass. <laughs> he was always a dumbass. Go back and watch the videos from like 30 years ago when he had all of his faculties and he was still a very, very, very dim bulb. And they have they have Hunter Biden dead to right. They have Joe Biden dead to rights. It was a $10 million fucking bribe. Five to uh, for the Breesma thing, five to uh, Hunter, five to the big guy. They have uh, eyewitness testimony, like personal testimony on the phone calls saying that the big guy's Joe Biden. We have the emails <laughs> like backing that up. You have the guy, the the guy from Ukraine that has uh, was it phone uh, phone calls, recorded phone calls of everything. I mean, like th this is a slam dunk case. I was actually, even that being the case, I was surprised that this plea deal didn't go through <laughs> as planned. This this surprised me a little bit. The So the really crazy thing about this plea deal, and we, um, the morning show I do, we talked about this a little bit this morning. The, the really crazy thing about it is it was the judge that's not letting the plea deal go through. Like he, the, uh, the way that the plea deal was set up was that they were trying to include, um, effectively immunity from any future charges with other things tied to the laptop because like this this plea deal is supposed to be specifically for the uh tax the tax fraud and the tax evasion side of stuff with with dropping the gun charge tacked on but the way that the that they wrote it up was they're trying to include an immunity to any future, any future investigations from that could stem from this? And so, dealings with China, the dealings with Burisma and Ukraine, all, you know, like all of the others, all of the other stuff. They're trying to, even though that's not part of the explicit plea deal, they're trying to tack on like a a, a traveler with it that all of that future stuff would also be included in this plea deal. So he couldn't be yeah. brought back up on charges for other stuff. And that's what yeah. the judge looked at and was like, uh, no, like that's, that's not how we not do the, yeah, it's way too broad. And it, it's a great example of how government work. Like they do this with every single uh, spending bill that they pass where they, you know, it's supposed to be for one thing, but then they tack on like 50 other fucking things buried into the language and nobody reads it. But yeah, the, the judge actually has, I don't know if you can pull that article up again. I think they quote her in it. She, I think it's she, right? Um, they quote the judge in it saying like, this is, I've never seen a deal like this. It's way too broad. <laughs> like, um, we, uh, let's see. We usually don't make diversion agreements public. And he can't consume any drugs or alcohol, huh? Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plead guilty in federal court Wednesday, blah, 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 blah. Mm -mm. Judge expressed major concerns of the pretrial diversion. Can you scroll down a little more? Oh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. Pain million seconds because of drug addled grief, brother's death. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think scroll back up though. You went a little too far. Yeah, like uh, one more up right there. Yeah, so yeah, the deal also cover future prosecution of the first son, even if they're not directly related to the charges filed thus far. I and this, do we know who appointed this? Was this a Trump appointed judge? See, that's I haven't, I haven't looked at it. I need to, I need to look and see who the, uh, who was, the judge appointed by. I can't believe that. I can't believe that the Biden family and administration would allow this to go before a judge that they didn't already have total control over. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was surprised that it seemed like they had figured out a way to get Hunter to skate through all of this stuff with very minimal. Oh, yeah, sure. I won't do any drugs or alcohol <laughs> and no jail time. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a little surprising that the judge actually put put their foot down on this one. I wonder what, what's the, the next step in the process? I know he pleaded not guilty. Are they going uh, back to go. the negotiation table? She was a Trump appointee in 2017. So they, they're getting this tried in, uh, in Delaware, but they messed up and they, uh, they picked the wrong, they picked the wrong part of Delaware to, to get a tried in. They've got a <laughs> going up against a Trump appointee. So. Well, maybe, you know, if they, uh, Trump will tell her to to go along with the plea deal if they drop one of the uh, what is it five indictments that they have on Trump. He's got he just got um, busted again. Another another indictment coming down the pike, and this is because he was trying to him and a security guard at Mar-a-Lago were trying to erase. Uh, surveillance footage from Mar-a-Lago conspiring to erase. <laughs> yeah. I, th again, this one, I don't really understand either. I mean, he owns Mar-a-Lago, doesn't he? Yeah. So like it's, it's his, like, it's his footage. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand what the, I don't understand what the charge would be, how that exactly would work. And also there's, there's like very public documentation and record of the FBI having been there to inspect where he was keeping all of these records. Like this, this, this didn't just like suddenly change. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden we now have a report that they weren't actually there. They were there. It is recorded. It is documented. There is video evidence that they were there, that they had inspected the area where he was keeping all of these documents to make sure that they were being kept properly. Like, And then two weeks later, they raided Mar-a-Lago and confiscated all this stuff. Like, They had just been there. The, the, adding all of this, these dumbass charges that seem completely, completely baseless and, and pointless. Like, what, what were they trying to delete? Yeah, like we've already seen the evidence that the that the FBI was there. What are they trying to delete? Right. Like they made it seem like they were moving boxes around Mar-a-Lago, and so they were they wanted to delete the security footage of them moving boxes around. But it's just like either way, I mean, like the they already like you said they already know that the stuff is at Mar-a-Lago. They knew where it was. I don't understand what the point, uh, what this footage could possibly show that they don't already know. And I don't know. It's his footage. <laughs> it's not like they, they, they were subpoenaing the footage and he deleted it after he got the subpoena or something. Right. I don't think that's being alleged. Right. Like everything about this just seems like throwing more insane charges at something that already wasn't going to stick like i mean all of these different things that they keep throwing at trump they're they're all completely baseless like there's there's nothing it's it's all giant nothing burgers but they keep trying to i think i think the goal is to just pile so much stuff on 
that it makes people think that there's legitimately something there when they just keep yeah. piling more right. useless and that, shit on. And that's what they were going with, even with just the first um, – the first indictment in New York. Remember they charged him like 37 times or something for the same fucking crime. And it's just, they want to be able to write and every single column and every single introduction of Donald Trump, be like, you know, former president Trump indicted on 375 counts of whatever facing seven different indictments. Yeah. There was some, there was some dumb fuck on Facebook. that was like, Trump's being charged with 37 different counts. I was like, did you actually read any of them? Because it's not 37 different. It's 37 of the exact same thing being said over and over again. Like he didn't, he he paid this, he paid this woman in 37 increments. (laughs) Like it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing to this, but they, uh, they're just too, they're too ignorant to. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's, Again, that's why they do this, because people will fall for it. I mean, it's unbelievable how stupid people are and just how pliable and gullible they are and how um, naive they are to the to the way this game is played. I mean, just watching the, the, the different treatments that we keep highlighting, you know, a Democratic donor, even though he committed fraud and you know defrauded uh, people out of billions of dollars, you would think that. Uh, remember, Democrats used to be. Remember how hard they they went against the banks in two thousand eight and the two thousand eight financial crisis. You know, remember the example they wanted to make out of Bernie Madoff. They were constantly showing Bert, Bernie Madoff like a twenty four hour news cycle showing how big of a, a scumbag he was, and here he is in his luxury apartment, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Bankman Fried did the exact same thing, essentially. Just maybe not for 30 years, but he did the exact same fucking thing. And he's like, he's getting sweetheart treatments. Was it the, was it the New York Times that ran the puff piece on him, like right after or right before he got fucking busted? Like, they, they've just been sucking this guy's dick the entire time and it's all because he said the right things while doing the wrong things and he donated to the right uh the right people that's right you put the money you put money in the right pockets and you can get away with literally anything as as it kind of as it kind of works out yeah yeah we see it uh time and time again (laughs) we still don't know everything um uh, as it relates to the whole uh, Epstein Island fiasco, yeah, uh, never will. It would no, seem. nope. Just uh, one person gets charged with tra- child trafficking. Who she was trafficking to? Uh, not interested. Irrelevant. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing how that works out, isn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of children and. Uh, not not exactly trafficking, but could be in to some extent. Uh, leftist parents are fleeing from Florida. Ah, yes. <laughs> I just found this funny. Uh, they have to, they're forced to flee Florida because of the new laws that are blocking the uh, sex change operations in Florida. Gender and, affirming care. Yeah, a gender affirming care, which is. The, one of the biggest bullshit euphemisms of the 21st century. It's like gender affirming would be um, affirming whatever's dangling or not dangling between your legs. If you're going against that, you're not affirming anything other than somebody's delusions. So it's the the mental uh, illness affirming care as well. Yes. Right. But I was just immediately when I saw this headline and started reading this article, I was just thinking of uh, Charlie and the chocolate factory. (laughs) Stop. No, don't go. (laughs) Like whatever uh, insane leftists are left are still around in Florida are fleeing to get around these. Uh, Imagine this being your thing. This is where you put your foot down be like, I got to get out of this state. Because if my kid wants it, um, they won't be able to get hormone treatments and surgery to affirm their gender identity. As a parent, as an adult, 
who gets to vote, whose vote counts as much as yours does in this wonderful system that we have. This is your thing that forces you to pick up and relocate your family. I, it, it, I don't even know what to say. It's just like, there's a lot of things that would force me as a parent to pick up and leave. Uh, Chicago's a great example. Tax is way too high. Uh, people getting carjacked and shot everywhere. Uh, insane, r retarded mayor running fucking wild across the city. Hey, y'all got a new one of those, though, now. Yes, even more insane in that direction. Uh, the weather is terrible. Everything's overpriced. Like a lot of a lot of people I know picked up and moved out of out of the city. Maybe not out of the state. Some did leave the state. I left the fucking country. Um, but th those just seem like such more valid reasons. Then, wait a minute. I can't chop my fucking daughter's tits off because she wants to be a boy. I'm out of here. It's like, wow, yes. Uh, let me help you pack. <laughs> well, and like the 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 really kind of crazy thing about this was, and, and and like the account that that it showed in the article, the Dr. Jebra uh, Fauche or whatever is that's a parody account, so the, that one shouldn't be taken seriously. But there were actual leftist accounts who were sharing this video, acting like there's some mass exodus taking place of people like fleeing from Florida because they can't get gender affirming care for their children. When in fact, it's quite the opposite. People are fleeing from, I mean, leftist uh, hell holes like New York and California to Florida to get away from the insanity that has been going on in those states. Some of it, including allowing, or um, what was the, What's the California bill that got passed not long ago, uh, just a month or so ago, that more or less kind of uh, streamlines uh, accept acceptance of pedophilia? Uh, I, I'm, I'll have to look that up. It was it it was not good. It it more or less like takes punishment for some pretty heinous shit down to a slap on the wrist, if even that. Are Are you referring to minor attracted people? Yes, those things. Ah, okay. They're not pedophiles. Wood chipper fuel. We... Yeah. That's not a petter ass. That's a minor attracted person. <laughs> I, I, I've i never seen a group of people bend over backwards harder for the scum of the earth. It, it's unbelievable. Like, every time they start a riot or something, it's for some piece of shit fucking... Uh, abusive drug addict strung out on fentanyl. They turn him into a martyr. Uh, they back pedophiles. <laughs> like, it's just like uh, th they back doctors who will uh, mutilate the genitalia of children because that week, uh, instead of wanting to uh, play with GI Joes, the, the kid wanted to play with Barbie. Um, the, these are their heroes. These are the people that they put up on pedestals. It's unbelievable. And they think they're on the right side of history. I think th that's what's just so mind boggling to me. You always read about these like crazy fucking, uh, you know, mass murderers and that like they always thought that they were justified and that they were doing the world a favor. And we're seeing that play out in real time with these deranged fucking leftists. And, and their culture war. It's crazy to me. <laughs> Talking about how they like they back these kind of people. Did you see the thing where the uh, the guy who debunked Pizzagate, like like an investigative journalist who debunked Pizzagate, uh, has been arrested on charges of like a whole bunch of child porn on his computer and stuff. Like these are your heroes. He debunked Pizzagate. Pro yeah. Probably, probably, probably was given the things that he needed to debunk it because he was participating in it. Yeah. Well, and it's just like remember the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. The guy fires three shots and hits like two sex offenders and some other fucking felon. It's just you can spit in any direction when you gather these people together and hit some fucking piece of shit 
just like some of the worst people on earth are oh, in was, this movement. I was wrong. It wasn't uh it wasn't child porn. It was even worse than that. Child rape. Oh. Well, you can't rape the willing and children can consent now, right? I mean, in California anyway. Huh? Yeah. Well, and he yeah, he looks like a w very well-adjusted human too, just looking at him. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, a lot of times I'm like kind of suspicious about the child porn thing on computers because I feel like anybody can just hack into a computer and dump that on there. But yeah, looking at that guy, I, I believe it. Even if it wasn't uh, a rape accusation, if it was just porn on his computer, I'd believe it and convict just based on looks alone. Yeah, he's definitely got the yeah, he's got the face. Oh God! Yeah, but like, isn't it isn't it crazy how frequently this ends up being the case where they've got this person that like that the left champions for whatever reason, and then give it a little time, and it turns out that they've been diddling kids or doing some other like really heinous shit. Like all of your heroes are the worst fucking scum on the planet. Right? They yeah, they should all be used as wood chipper. Wood I mean, Sam Bankman Freed was hailed as a fucking savior because he said he didn't want to get he wasn't doing it to get rich he wanted to i don't know give back or something i forget what his bullshit justification was for defrauding millions of people out of billions of dollars but yeah they hailed him as like some fucking savior right up until the point where he got fucking extradited for fraud that they're like the worst judges of character I've ever seen on a, on a massive scale. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost as impressive as, you know, as being right every time, as being wrong every time. Like every single person that they've elevated to deity status inevitably turns out to be a, a scummy piece of shit. Every single time. There's not one – I'm trying to think of one person – that the, that the left admires that's an actual good person good luck with that i will uh i mean barack obama is a great example of the savior you know the scandal-free presidency savior who eh, drone bombed an american citizen started like four other wars <laughs> It was only scandal free because they didn't talk about anything while he was in office as soon as he was out of office then then we were allowed to talk about all the terrible things that he did. Uh, we had to main, we had to keep it scandal free for eight years because you know we couldn't have we couldn't have there being this uh, certain stereotype around uh, a person of color doing things no, that are a little bit sketchy. No, no, people of color are flawless. They are incapable of of being bad. It's funny um, talking about his that. Mistake was the tan suit. <laughs> it's funny talking about that, and like we were talking about Biden earlier. Biden was the butt of every joke for eight fucking years for how dumb he was, how incompetent he was, how completely useless he was. And then all of a sudden, we're just supposed to buy that he's like the best candidate out there and yeah. is now running like the best presidency. Hey, dignity, the world's ever seen. dignity and uh, something is back on the ballot. Or something. He's fighting for the soul of America. And then you see, you see these clips of him. He's like, yelling at some fucking construction worker that questioned him at like a thing like joe biden's a piece of shit too he, I'm, I'm sorry you can't raise uh a hunter biden um you can't have a daughter whose diary is uh talking about how you would take inappropriate showers with her um wasn't there some infidelity like how did he meet his wife to uh, jill's his second wife right Yes. Yeah. So, like, they, it sounded like he hooked up with, I could be getting these, this wrong. So, I don't know. Look into this if you want. But I'm pretty sure they started hooking up when he was still involved with his first one. Like, he has no redeeming qualities. None. These guys are all fucking pieces of shit. You want to know how we know that? Um, career politicians. If you're in Washington, D.C. for more than like one or two terms, the overwhelming odds are you are a piece of shit. There's one or two exceptions to that. Ron Paul. I was thinking, 
I'm thinking Rand Paul and Thomas Massey. That's those yeah. like the exception. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, they are the exception that proves the rule. Speaking of the uh, the career politicians, did you see where old Cocaine Mitch had a had his brain like hard reset, Nancy Pelosi style, in the middle of attempting to answer a question? I did. I did. And then what was really yeah. crazy about and, that? And that that was classic. I, I they let him stand there for a minute, like. Like it was a full like 20, 30 seconds that everybody just stands around like expecting him to start talking again, and he's just frozen. He's like, "Uh oh, my own delay." No, you're having a uh, Mitch. You're having a Mitch McConnell moment. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm back. I'm right on cue. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a stroke. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is it took him like having a stroke live on camera for me to realize that he always looks like he's having a stroke. Like his, he has permanent resting stroke face. That's why, that's why they let him stand there for so long. Everybody just thought like he was, <laughs> he was trying to collect his thoughts. Like he was trying to figure out what he was going to say next. They didn't realize yeah. that, he, that his, his whole brain had just completely shut down. And right. Maybe yeah. He's like, wow. He's really, He's really letting that that hang out there with this dramatic pause, letting that sink in. Thirty seconds go by. There might be something wrong here. Why don't you step to the side? <laughs> the really funny thing is that, like, then they they pull him aside, and then they bring him back out like five minutes later, and they pick back up like every like. Did they actually bring Mitch back out, or was that Mitch two point or three point Like, was that one of the one of the clones or body doubles? Because like. I joke about the four different Biden uh, clones that they've got running around, but like, how many clones do they have for all the rest of them? Surely yeah. Mitch McConnell's been in office long enough that they've got at least one queued up and ready to go in case of something like this. Yeah, dude, these people, they're getting like ridiculously. How old is Mitch McConnell now? He's pushing 80 something. 80. Yeah, yeah, it's just like they're getting so goddamn old. What's her name? Feinstein's like 90 years old. And they, she spent like some months in the hospital earlier in the year. And and they were like celebrating bringing her back. They're like, oh, look, she's out of the hospital and she's doing great. And like her doing great was somebody pushing her in a wheelchair and she looks like a complete fucking zombie. Like they are weekend at burning this woman around like a corpse in a fucking wheelchair and everybody's like, Oh, it's so great. She's 97 years old and she's back in Congress. It's like, no, that bitch should have been retired a long time ago. There's even a, there's even a video of this guy. Like she's, she's talking and this guy comes up to her and he basically just whispers in her ear. He's like, you're just going to vote yes for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I, I saw somebody who doing like a standup routine and it was it was cracking me up because he's talking about the whole history of the Cobb salad, how it dates back to 1935 or something. And then the, the punchline of the joke is that um, that's two years after Feinstein was born. She predates the Cobb salad. It's just like, what the fuck, dude? How is she still around? It's absolutely ridiculous. She's 90 years old. 90 craziness <laughs> there's no way she would pass any sort of like cognitive test if you asked her what day of the week it was who the i bet you if you asked her who the president was her and joe biden would both get that question wrong joe biden has gotten it wrong live on air on multiple occasions he still yeah. thinks obama's the president yeah uh, and sometimes kamala harris i think too <laughs> he can't he can't seem to get it straight himself it's craziness so i mean like you we've got it's 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 almost embarrassing when john fetterman is not looking like potentially the worst person in the senate <laughs> oh yeah oh man i did you just reminded me of another fetterman thing that i saw <laughs> i wonder if i can find it fast enough oh my god that was classic. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It was the uh, there was a uh, 
<laughs> ask him about like I ninety five, like oh. some. Yeah, maybe if you go. just Google Fetterman I ninety five, it'll come up. Oh, I got, I got it. I'm, I'm all over everything, John oh, Fetterman. Yeah. That dude is, he's so impressively bad. I keep him on speed dial. That like, we talked about you know, the potential comedy gold that would come out of the fact that he won his election. And then he, and then he almost fucking died. And that would have been tragic, not because the man almost died, but because we would have missed out on four years of, of potentially comedy gold that would come from him. Cause you know, as much of a darling as he was to the DNC, they're going to make him talk. They're going to give him a fucking iPad like they did right here and be like, these are your speech. These are your talking points. Get up there and knock him out, buddy. And he he definitely he definitely yeah. does something. Another good example of them elevating just horrible people to deity status. Earlier today, some some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, nine ninety five. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free. You're recognized. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95 and I know I certainly am too. And we know it's a major uh, eatery, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the East coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal. It's, it's standstill via or something like that. It's, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, just say no. I don't have anything to say. Like, first of all, that's like the biggest softball it's not even a softball. It's a T-ball. Like they set it up on a T for him. And they're just like, do you want to make comments about this tragic accident? And he can't even do that. And why are they even talking about this is, is beyond me. But the fact uh, 95, 95, 95, obviously you're preoccupied with 95. And so am I. It's a very important eatery, not just in Pennsylvania, but on the East Coast. At least they got the coast right. Yeah. Why don't they just put like if all they're going to do is read something off of an iPad, first of all, find somebody that can do that. They, they can't even they can't even do that. Like uh, what's her face? The, uh, the Jean Pierre, um, the press secretary, like her her one job is to just read off of this binder. She can't do that. This guy, they put an iPad in front of him. He can't do that. Like, just find somebody that's, A, can read your, the teleprompter. Biden can't do that either. And B is just like, I don't know, at least nice to look at. <laughs> you know, like politicians used to have to be like good looking and charismatic and all this stuff. And now they're just putting up these fucking idiots. These ugly, ugly idiots that can't do any of the like most basic politician-y things. Did we talk about it the other day, the uh, the interview that Biden did on like ABC? And they get to the end of the interview and and the, the interviewer asks him a question. I can't remember what it was now, but she asked him a question that was like off script. And you can hear somebody in the background. They're like, no, no, that's that's it. We're done. Like they were trying to shut it down. And he, he goes, I'll take I'll take one. And then just completely botched the whole thing. Like it, it was, it was bad. Like this is why they don't let him speak off script is because anytime he does try to just talk normal, it like just completely goes off the rails. Like it's. Yeah. So I, I don't understand where they're going to go from here. I mean, how is he going to campaign for president? I mean, he didn't really campaign for president in 2020. They kept him hidden in his basement for most of the year yeah. until he did like two or three debates and yeah they were, were, was it two debates but yeah, but at least they had covid as an excuse for that now they in theory they don't have covid anymore well and they're yeah. not they're not going to let there be any democratic challenger 
never mind that RFK has officially thrown his name in the in the hat, and I'm pretty sure like he's done everything that he's supposed to to officially be a candidate. They won't even give him Secret Service protection as his general, uh, like as his general uh, behavior for the treatment of official presidential candidates from the two major parties. They have not given RFK any any protection whatsoever. Never mind that there's a history of assassination amongst people with his last name. Like they're just like, yeah, we're not we're not interested in doing that. We're we're not. There isn't going to be a challenger, so it doesn't matter that you've actually entered your name into the into the hat. You, there there will be no challenger as far as we're concerned. You you don't count. Sorry. Right. And so then you're just left with uh, Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris sort of waiting in the wings. This is like it's so goddamn funny to watch if you have if you don't like if you don't have a vested interest in America not completely collapsing. It's pretty funny to watch. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, hundreds of millions of people's lives could be ruined. Um. But, you know, most of them voted for this. You get the fucking government you deserve. Yeah, that is that is absolutely true. It, it's, it still amazes me the number of people that can look at everything that has happened over the last two, two and a half years and honestly believe that Joe Biden is doing a good, a good job, that our economy is in better shape than it was, during the previous administration that Joe Biden does not have dementia and is like his son is not a criminal uh, like that just like legitimately believe these things uh, like the uh, the brainwashing is pretty complete with yeah, yeah the propaganda is it's unbelievable man how good a job they've done of just completely controlling people's minds. It's really hard to get through to really to people that are dug in on either side, uh, right or left. They're, they're still in that, this, in this game and they can't really get out of it. No matter how ridiculous Joe Biden looks, no matter how ridiculous, uh, Donald Trump looks, it's just like they're that, that is their side. Um, and there's just, I don't think there's anything Joe Biden could do to make them think, okay, maybe I need to vote for, even if it was just RFK or I mean, Marianne Williamson, <laughs> that crazy fucking broad. Um, I, I just don't think there's anything that they would do as long as um, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are, are on the other side, they'll vote for Biden. They're that afraid. Have you seen those um, those those compilations of how afraid they are of Ron DeSantis? There's and like a even, six minute video of them saying how much worse he is than Donald Trump. I don't even get that. Like I, that boggles my mind. Like DeSantis, I'm going to say something that might be controversial for for our audience. I kind of feel like. DeSantis and Dave Smith kind of had their like flash in the pan presidential hopeful moments in like late 2020 and most of 2021. And we don't live in that world anymore. Like when COVID and the lockdowns and the vaccine mandates and all of that stuff were were really hot on everyone's mind. That was when they were taking the correct position that was contrary to what a lot of the mainstream was taking and winning a lot of support with that in 2023 it's a different world and so a lot of what made them very popular at that time has kind of shifted it's not the primary focus it's like you can't run on a anti-lockdown anti-mandate platform going into 2024 when nobody's trying to mandate anything or lock anything down. Like whenever the next pandemic happens, because we already know that it's going to, then that'll be important, but they're not going to let it happen in 2024 because then you elevate 
those voices to the top of of the tier. So they're going to push that off to 20, the 25, 26, 27, you know, sometime a little bit later on where they have more control over it and they're not going to risk losing a losing the presidential office to somebody who's an anti-lockdowner or something. Uh, so like where we are now is Ukraine, the economy, like all the LGBTQ craziness. And they like they are in the right position on that. DeSantis is in the right position on at least the, the LGBTQ stuff, not so much the Ukraine stuff, but like it's it's hard to it's hard to get the, the traction. But that's uh, you know, that's that's why Trump is kind of like uniquely positioned because he is like the anti Democrat, more or less, with the way they feel about him. So like I, I feel like a lot of the other candidates out there just like their time yeah. was two years ago. And we, we don't live in that world anymore. Yeah, even though not that much time has – it wasn't that long ago, it feels like a much longer time, especially in, like, the 24-hour political news cycle. I'm like, oh, quit bringing up that old passport, you know, vaccine passport stuff. That was so long ago. Quit bringing up old stuff. We need to look forward to the economy and, yes, to uh, trans rights and – abortion rights and things like that. And so those are the issues I think the Democrats will will run on. They'll get Biden to say the right things, I guess, if he ever talks. DeSantis, I, I thought as soon as DeSantis announced, I, I think if you remember, we covered, we did a show about it. Like I was like, this guy's done already. <laughs> like, it was like one of the worst fucking announcements, uh, presidential announcements I've ever seen. It was just flat and boring. Uh, I... I don't see any way of him um, making any sort of um, realistic run for presidency. It, it's, I, I know they came out with like a list of the, the people that have qualified for debates now on the Republican side. Um, but yeah, none of them are like anywhere near where Donald Trump is. I, I thought it was funny that Pence didn't qualify <laughs> and that he's fucking running. Um, Pence is such a limp-wristed, pencil-neck, worthless motherfucker. Like, uh, yeah, but he was Donald Trump's vice president. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like Dan Quayle 2.0. Actually, I think Dan Quayle might have been better. Yeah, so it's just, it's going to be a very interesting 2024. I have no idea how they're, I feel like they're going to come up with some reason as to like not have the election or something. They can't let Donald Trump win. They're not going to let that happen. There's no other real Republican challenger. And then so the, you can't really let Joe Biden win either. <laughs> so the Ukrainian election was supposed to have been held last year. And it got uh, suspended indefinitely because of the war going on. Do you think some of this like cluster munitions and... Uh, there's been a executive letter that's gone out that's activating the reservists and stuff like that. Like, do you think they're going to ramp up and try to actually get us into a legitimate hot, like mutually they, assured destruction uh, being put aside? Like assuming that nobody's, nobody's going to get itchy trigger fingers and like start firing off nukes. Would there be a chance that they try to get us into a legitimate hot world, hot war, and kind of on the precipice of World War Three type of a thing, where that they can just declare like War Act powers and say, "Yeah, we're going to suspend the election until this war is over with." Like, yeah, I, I, we can't I, change I presidents in the middle of a war, right? That it it wouldn't surprise me if they found some sort of emergency to declare. Uh, they could even strike some sort of fucking deal with Putin and Ukraine and be like, listen, we're going to pretend to go to war with you or something. Like, we're not going to fucking launch nukes or anything, but this is just so that we can control our elections. They, I don't know. They could do whatever the fuck they want. They could launch some sort of state of emergency. Uh, we can't have it. We have to delay the election. And then obviously, you know, um, the right can't protest because that would make them insurrectionists. And you're going to spend uh, the, the rest of your life in fucking prison for trying to overthrow the government. If Trump was really the fascistic 
tyrant that they claimed he was. That's what he should have done. He should have just canceled the 2020 election. We were in the midst of a, cri a crisis. We couldn't be, you know, it was unsafe for people to go out and vote. We're just going to, we're just going to, we're going to suspend elections for a year and we'll come back in 2021 and see how things look. And then you just keep kicking the can down the road. Like, he really missed an opportunity. Uh, yeah. I really, as long am, as they're going to call you it, you might as well fucking embrace it. <laughs> kind of but, disappointed with our political class. Like they are not ruthless and evil enough. I, I would be a terrible, terrible politician. Like, I, whew. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it tends to be the left projects onto the right what they actually are. So we'll see if Joe Biden declares a, a state of emergency. It's way too, way too um, emergencyistic to have elections. And um, we need to postpone that. And then he'll die. And then Kamala Harris will just take the reins. You heard it here first. <laughs> Um, yeah, delay it long enough for them to get Trump uh, convicted on one of the one of the charges or something. Who knows? Oh, I, I know one of one thing is they're not going to let Trump become president again, no matter how many votes he gets. That's not going to happen. Um, and there's really nobody else. Yeah, yeah. They, they showed in 2020 they are <clears throat> absolutely unwilling to allow him. To remain in or go back to the White House, period. Yeah. All right. We got anything else in the stack we didn't cover today? Uh, nothing Nothing particularly important. I think we covered all the big stuff. The big news of the last few days. All right. Happy hour tonight, or you want me to set that up? Yeah, yeah we're going to do a happy hour tonight, 730 Central. I will send out an email reminder right after this. Let me just, I'm just checking my notes here. Oh yeah. Shoplifters. Okay. Oh yeah. And then, so there was that coup in Niger. <laughs> Thank God we already had troops in Niger to assess the situation. <laughs> I just thought that was so goddamn funny. An actual insurrection took place in Niger. Um, and we've had troops there since like 2002 or 2003 or something like that um, to fight counterterrorism. And then in that article, we don't have to go through it. I'll just mention it really briefly. It's like the incidents of terrorism have gone up 30,000% since the U.S. put troops there to fight counterterrorism. So imagine that. Yeah. Shocker. Working out uh, just as, as planned. But I just found it. A couple of funny things in that article was like, yes, the U.S. troops are on the ground uh, waiting, assessing the situation. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, good thing we already had bases in Niger for some reason. Why? Um, I guess just because it's in the middle of Africa. It's a good place to launch drones from. And uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that coup. Uh, happy hour tonight. I will. Today's the 28th, right? Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, next Wednesday, I'll be doing the Expat Money Show with Mikel Forup. So, pretty excited about that. Should be fun. That's all I got. Maybe I'll get a new I computer will... before then, just to make sure that uh, I have good information. So I will be returning to regular episodes next Wednesday myself. So I've already, I've actually got Wednesdays recorded. I went ahead and got that done because I found an article that, that really uh, caught my attention. So, so my regular fact check, this will kick back off next Wednesday. I'm officially returning from vacation. All right. Oh, and I've been putting out videos for the Substack. I haven't put out an article in a while. I'll probably get back into the uh, the writing portion of it next week. But I'm doing a whole series on trading. So I put out like a four-part series on technical analysis for free. I put out one trade technique called the trend continuation trade. I put that out for free as well. I, I think this morning, yeah, I released... Uh, the second pattern formation. So I did advanced pattern formation for all of the paid subscribers and the uh, to the Substack and to the podcast. So you guys will get all the all the good stuff, all the real money making trades that I um, 
some of the trading techniques that I've done over the years. So we're on to the advanced pattern formations for that. There's four of those and then one more trade. So I got like five more trades altogether, I guess, that I'm putting out there in the sub stack. So go check that out if you got some free time. At a minimum, you should just watch the first uh, two videos that I put out about technical analysis just so that you know how to read a chart so that you can protect your uh, your investments at a minimum. At least kind of know something, even if you're going to pay a, a manager, a money manager to handle your, your finances for you, you should at least be able to pull up a chart and it wouldn't look like hieroglyphics to you. So go check that out. I'm going to put out the rest of those videos over the next uh, week or so. And that's it. Follow us on Twitter. Our handles are there. I'll link to everything in the description of this episode. And until I'll see some of you guys tonight, are you coming out tonight? You got to work. I go back to work, but um, I'll be on and off some throughout the night. All right. So um, until Tuesday, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.